How many loves your pastor? How many loves your pastor's wife and the family, huh? How many knows you got to have a man of God in your life? I love it. I love it. It's good to be back at Turn Point. I love coming to this place. Look at your neighbor. You know what I'm going to say. Tell him you look better than I do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Some of you are going to have to ask the Lord to forgive you again. It's always good to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Today, of course, I'm home, so, but I just, I just want you to put your guard down, you know? I, uh, I felt like the Lord dropped something in my spirit uh, yesterday morning, and I worked on that, and uh, that's not my norm. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just a faith preacher, and, you know? As, uh, as my wife says, I got two sermons with a thousand titles. But when you got God on your side, what more you need? I mean, my God. But uh, I don't know. I felt like, uh, felt like the Lord dropped something in my spirit yesterday. And so I just took a little time and hung in. And uh, let's just see where the Lord's going to take us today. And, uh, yeah, look at your neighbor and say, help the guy. Yeah, yeah, he looks nervous. Yeah, yeah there you go. Second Timothy 4. One through eight, you know, you know something's going on when I went back and actually gave them the scriptures. I think they like to have a heart attack back there. But he like he said, "Oh my Lord, yeah." So uh, again, I'm not a great reader, but hang in here with me. The Bible said, "And I charge thee, uh, therefore, before God," he said, "And the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead as at His appearing, and His kingdom." He said, preach the word, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. You know, a lot of people say, be instant, in season, and out of season. It doesn't say in. It says, be instant, in season, out season, meaning that any time you're in the presence of the Lord, it's your season. A lot of people don't like that, but it's just the way it is. So he said, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. He said, reprove and rebuke and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. He said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teaching, having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and they shall be turned into fables. And he said, but watch thou in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, and make full proof of thy ministry. He said, for I am now ready to be offered, and my time of departure is at hand. He said, I fought a good fight, I finished my course, I kept the faith. Well, that's what we ought to be able to say, huh? Fought a good fight, finished the course, kept the faith. He said, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Now, I was going to go through some Bible characters, and a lot of times we're like, well, you know, 
but I just brought it down to the world where we're at today. I want to talk just a few moments. This ain't what I'm preaching, but I'm just going to put this clause in here because I'm normally not a storyteller or a fact teller. I'm normally just preach straight out of that word, but just things I started just thinking about. World-class failures. Boy, a lot of people are like, my God, that ain't, that ain't nothing to be joyous about about that, but just let me... Let me uh, just give out a few things. You can sit down if you want. It's going to take me just a couple moments. There was a guy, he was a general. He lost two-thirds of the battle that he fought in the American Revolution, and George Washington was his name. But however, he lost a few battles, but he did win the war. There was another guy who graduated 42nd out of the class of 43 people. And then he went on to conquer Europe. His name was Napoleon. Then there was a guy who lost every election that he ran for 10 to 12 times until he finally was elected the president. And his name was Abraham Lincoln. In fact, he lost more than he ever won. You say, man, why are you saying these facts here? Just hang in here. Edison tried over 200 different elements before he figured out what was the right element to use for the light bulb. Thank God for light bulbs now, huh? Over 200 failures before he had success. In 21 years, Babe Ruth, for all you sports folks, I had to look this up. I don't keep up with all that. But 21, in 21 years, Babe Ruth hit 714 home runs. He struck out 1,330 times. He struck out nearly twice as often as he did hit a home run. But he once said, never let the fear of striking out keep you from taking a swing. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from taking a swing. R.P. Macy, last one, failed seven times as an entrepreneur in retailing. And then he started a company called Macy's Department Store. And then here's what he said. It's always too soon. To quit. You say, why do you read all them? It seemed negative, but then they made something. Let me preach just for a few moments. I, I promise I won't preach long, okay? I'm going to preach a little bit today on this subject right here. It's all in how you finish. It's all in how you finish. They had a few failures, but it's all in how you finish. Can I get an Amen. You might have a few problems, but it's all in how you're going to finish, huh? It's all what you're going to hear at the end of the day. Is that all right? Is that all right? There's, I, we need to quit making excuses. I'm just going to be a little honest that many times we might fail, we might stumble, we might have a few mess-ups, but you know what? That's not going to define you. In fact, what I feel in the Holy Ghost, what's going to define the church uh, is our willingness uh, to keep going on. Can I tell somebody, Jesus, uh, he was beaten so that you could become unbeatable. Can I tell somebody it's all uh, in how you finish? What you got to do is get it in your mind and you got to get it in your spirit that as long as God's on my side something's going to happen as long as God begins to work on my behalf uh, something is going to take place can I tell somebody it's all in how you finish I don't care what kind of problem you got I don't care what kind of situation you've had I don't care what the doctor said or the lawyer said or the banker says or your neighbor said when God says uh, I've got your back uh, it's all in how you're going to finish somebody needs to encourage yourself and 
in the Lord and say, I'm not going to back down and I'm not going to back away and I'm not going to throw in the towel because God said I'm on your side again. It's all in how you finish. I'll say it again. Jesus was beaten so that you could become unbeatable. Can I tell somebody in the building today, you're going to make it. Can I tell somebody in the day, you need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Can I tell somebody today, don't depend upon your own strength, but depend upon the things of the Lord. That Bible said, lean not unto your own understanding. Can I tell somebody that the enemy, he is defeated, but the church is victorious. You say, how am I going to make it? You got to lock yourself into the church. How am I going to make it through this problem? You got to lock yourself to the church. I'm telling you, Jesus, he defeated death, hell, and the grave. Can I tell somebody, God is alive and well. It's all in how you're going to finish. You need to bump your neighbor and say, don't give up. You need to tell somebody around you, don't throw in the towel. You need to tell somebody around you that God is alive and well. I don't care what nobody says. God can do anything. My God is a problem solver. My God is a soul satisfier. My God is a body healer. And his name is Jesus Christ. That Bible said, listen, the enemy, the last enemy has already been defeated. A lot of times you say, what do you mean by that? That Bible said, the last enemy shall destroy. It's going to be death. He said, death, where is your sting? And oh, grave, where is thy victory? There is another thing that I want to tell you about the enemy, that he is defeated, but the church is victorious. I don't care what kind of problem, the church is all right. I don't care what kind of situation, the church has the answer. I don't care what kind of problem, it's the church that's going to help save your family. It's the church that's going to keep you together. It's the church that's going to help you victorious. I'm telling somebody, don't ever leave the church. Don't ever leave the people of God. Don't ever leave God himself. But what you've got to do is say, it's all in how I'm going to finish. I might be in trouble right now, but I'm going to finish strong. I might be having a problem right now, but I'm going to finish strong. I might be going through a little hell right now, but I'm going to finish strong. Can I tell somebody God can and will help anybody that will turn an ear to him? Jesus, while he was hanging on the cross, uh, he looks down toward hell uh, and he said, uh, it is finished. Uh, I just wanted, I just wrote it down uh, uh, while I was there yesterday. Uh, I just wanted to tell Satan, uh, your attack uh, is not going to work uh, against the people of God uh, because it is finished. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, I'm telling the devil, uh, you tried to do a few things uh, to destroy the church, uh, but I'm like the Lord. Uh, it is finished. Uh, I want to 
to tell the devil yesterday, listen, your plans are over. Satan, you're a loser. You're not going to make it. You've already been defeated. It is finished. Church, you don't have to tolerate it any longer. You need to stand flat-footed and tell the devil it is finished. I've got power in that name. It's all in how you're going to end. I've got power in the name of Jesus. I'm telling somebody you ought to stand flat-footed and put your foot on the neck of the devil and say it is finished. I've got it all together. Don't you let the devil rock on you. Don't you let the devil rock on your family. Don't you let the devil rock on your finances. You need to tell him I know your promised future. You're going to burn. It's all and how you finish. You ought to be bold in your praise. I know we were praising a while ago, but you need to let your praise turn into worship. You need to say, I'm going to shout when I don't feel like shouting. I'm going to clap my hands when I don't feel like clapping my hands. I'm going to run the aisle when I don't feel like running the aisle. Why? It's all in how I finish. I'm telling somebody, I'm going to say amen when I don't feel like saying amen because I've learned it's all in how I finish. Think with me about how some of the enemy of the Old Testament, think about how they begin to die. Pharaoh's uh, uh, army followed the children of Israel into the Red Sea. Uh, they didn't uh, make it out there. Pharaoh's army didn't make it out. God, I'm telling somebody, is about to drown your enemy. You ain't hearing me. I'm telling somebody God's about to drown out your problem. You ought to dance in advance. You ought to shout right now. If you got a problem, you ought to start shouting. You ought to start praising. You ought to start thanking him because God's about to drown out your enemy. I'm telling somebody, some of you got some joints in your life. Uh, Goliath uh, fell flat on his face to the ground from a single stone from David. Uh, I'm telling somebody God is your rock. Uh, I'm telling God is your rock. Uh, you need to put your foot on the rock of salvation. It's all in how you finish. All throughout the scripture, all throughout that scripture, I need to look, and I was looking how, uh, how the enemy finished, uh, talking about Satan a little bit. Huh? I'm going to tell you, he had a bad time huh, when you start looking at the Bible. The Bible said he was a destroyer. He was an accuser of the brethren. Huh? He was the adversary. Huh? He was Beelzebub, meant the prince uh, of devils. Huh? He was a deceiver to the whole world. Huh? He was considered huh, the great dragon, huh? uh, enemy, uh, the wicked one, the father of lies, the God uh, of this world. Uh, he was considered a murderer, uh, the prince of the power of the air, but thank God that my God is the king of the universe. Uh, he might just have a little power down here, but he's not an overcomer. It's all in how I'm going to finish. Uh, I'm not going to let my dilemma uh, put me back. I'm not going to let the lie of the devil get me under. It's all in how I finish. Uh, I'm telling somebody, get rid of Steve thinking, thinking, and say, I'm about to get a miracle. I'm about to be set free. God is about to work out on my behalf. Bible said he was the ruler of the world, the ancient serpent, the tempter, the binder of the mind, a roaring lion. Satan is condemned 
to an internal lake of fire reserved for him and all his fallen angels. Can I tell you, the enemy has no hope. The enemy has no hope. If you're in, it's all in how you finish. The enemy has no hope. To each church in the book of Revelations, Jesus closed his comments by saying, Now, I, I can't name them all. I, I got on the computer. I, I tried to do how you pronounce. Y'all know me. You just take it from me. There's seven of them in that book. Now, if I got Dr. Rogers up here, he could quote them all out and give you the Greek and the Hebrew, but you got a redneck today, okay? I thought I might try to pronounce a couple of them, uh, but again, and I figured I might end up saying a dirty word. But I know this one. Ephesus. It said to him, listen, he told the church, to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Smyrna, I think. Here's what he said. To he that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Pergamos, he said, to he that overcometh. Kind of seems like the word keeps coming out. Overcometh. To he that overcometh, he will give to eat of the hidden manna. Now this one here is dietary or dietary or something like that. It ain't dietary because it ain't with a D, but just take me. It says he's a overcomer and he keepeth my works unto the end and to him will I give power over the nations. Sardis, he said, to he that overcometh to the same shall be clothed with the white raiment. Church of Philadelphia, he said to he that Overcometh, he said, Will I make a pillar in the temple of my God? Laodicea, he said, To he that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. So, what was the key to the connect each and every one of those? You got to be an overcomer. Look at your neighbor, say, You're an overcomer. Look at somebody else and say, You're an overcomer. Look at somebody say, it's all in how you're going to finish. Come on, tell somebody, it's all in how you're going to finish. Come on, you got to be an overcomer. See, you say, well, I'm just saying that. No, no, you got you to gotta get bold about what you're saying. You got to get bold about what you're thinking. You got to look at some time in the mirror and say, hey, you're an overcomer. You're going to make it. That Bible said that if you're an overcomer, you're going to sit with him. And that Bible said if you're an overcomer, it's going to happen. That Bible said if you're an overcomer, that anything is possible. Can I tell somebody? Somebody in the building. It's all in how you finish. Jesus told those churches, he said, you can expect all of those things because uh, you have overcome. You see, Jesus, here's what he said. He said, I, I overcame. I overcame temptation. You know what? If he can do it, you can do it. Uh-oh. You say, are you liking yourself to Jesus? No, but I'm just saying what the Bible says. He said, greater works are you going to do. Is that not in the Bible? Hey, hey, you know what? You can overcome temptation. Can I get an amen? 
Huh? Huh? You can overcome backbiting. Can I get an amen? You can overcome tailbearing. Can I get an amen? You can overcome rejection. Can I get an amen? You can overcome critics. Can I get an amen? Oh, see, you ain't, you ain't talking back to me because you might be a little worried what somebody might think. What I'm telling you, you can overcome anything that comes your way. I don't care what nobody says. I'm telling you, you an overcomer. If you've been washed and sanctified and justified by the blood of Jesus Christ, you are an overcomer. I'm telling somebody, you're an overcomer. It's all in how you finish. Every blow dished out by the enemy. And when he finished, when he overcame, he finds himself sitting on a throne. When it's finished, and you've overcome, and you've kept the faith, and you've kept your hand in your hand, you'll be next to him at the throne. It's all in how you finish. Ooh, you say, are you really that? Do you really believe that? With all my heart. It ain't much about how you start off. I don't know about you, but I've started some things that, oh, man, whoo. I remember replacing a floor one time in my house, and I thought it was going to be just a few floor, a f- just a few boards, and it turned up, end up being the whole living room and the dining room. I thought to myself, "Ooh, what I thought was a little something then turned into a major something." Yeah. But it's all in how you finish. <laughs> uh oh, huh? You ever started something and then it got a little bit more rougher than what you thought, but you just kept on hanging in there. And when you finally got through it and you finally got it made, you thought, whoo, I don't want to go through that again. But thank God I finished. Thank God I, I, oh, see, I'm talking to somebody now. I'm telling somebody, you better pull yourself up by the bootstraps and say, I don't have it all together, but it's how I'm going to finish. I I don't have all the answers, but it's how I'm going to finish. I I don't have all, I don't have everything figured out, but it's how I'm going to finish. And how are you going to finish? You're going to finish with God on your side. You, you're going to finish being able to tell the devil, you're a liar, liar, pants on fire. You're going to be able to finish telling the enemy, you don't have any power over me. All and how you finish. It's the comeback that counts. It's easy to throw in the towel. It's easy to just throw your hands in there and say, well, that's just my lot in life. I don't believe in lot in life. Just like I don't believe in generational curses. I'm sorry. If that altar does what it says it can do, them generational curses have been broke. I told my kids the other day, they were dealing with some stuff with some people on the outskirts of town. And I was, I was telling my boy the other day, I said, just because his mama's a crackhead don't mean he's got to be a crackhead. Just because daddy's a drunk don't mean you got to be a drunk. Just because daddy's a gossiper don't mean you got to be a gossiper. Just because mom and daddy's a backbiter don't mean you got to be a backbiter. Huh? Uh-oh. 
I'm telling you, that altar can handle anything. I, I don't care what kind of problem. I don't care what kind of situation. I don't care what's going on. I'm telling you, that altar can handle anything. When you say, God, not my will, but your will, it can handle anything. God, not my thoughts, but your thoughts, God can handle anything. I'm telling somebody, there's not one situation or one problem that you can go through that God can't handle. I know what people say, well, you know, you just hadn't been where I'm at. No, I haven't been where you at, but I know one thing, that Bible don't lie. That Bible said it is impossible for God to lie. It's all in how you finish. You get it in your spirit and say, you know what? I'm going to make it. You, you, you get it in your spirit. I got a little deal. The erratas. I got a little deal going on. It's making me so mad, but I got to keep a right spirit. I keep telling the Lord, Lord, I done put that in your hand a long time ago. I don't know what you're doing. But anytime you get ready to show yourself strong, booyah, here I am. You know, I mean, I know y'all all holy and everything. I know y'all don't have them kind of problems, you know. Just trust me, I do. Yeah. I told him, I said, there's something wrong with them people. Just got to be. I said, they got to be made of the devil. But I got to just put it in the hands of the Lord. Because you know what? Can I just tell you something? If you keep dwelling on your problems after a while, your, your problems will define who you are. If you keep, if you keep dwelling on situations, then that situation is going to define who you are and what you are. But what you got to do is you ever, even though, even though you might not see how it's going to happen, even though you might not be able to figure out how it's going to happen, even though you can't know exactly how it's, you got to say, listen, God, my trust is not in myself because if it's in me, I'm already in trouble, but I got to put my trust in you, God. I need you to lead me. I need you to guide me. I need you to go before me and make crooked places straight because it's all in how I'm going to finish. How am I going to finish? I'm going to be victorious. That's how I'm going to finish. I'm going to hear what well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'm going to hear whatever it is that you wanted. I abundantly satisfy. I'm going to hear, come with me, my child. I'm going to a place where there's not going to be any pain. There's not going to be any sorrow. There's not going to be, I'm telling you. It's all in how you finish. You say, so you really believe the Lord can do anything. I'm telling you, the Lord can do anything. He can handle anything. He can work out anything. He's no respecter of persons. Peter said, I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to tell you of a truth that God is no respecter of persons. If you're in this building and you need something from God, he's going to do it. If you want something from God, it's going to happen. If you need God to work out a situation, I'm telling you, anything is possible with God. He's here for the asking. Whatever you're looking for, it can happen. Whatever you're desiring in your heart, your mind, or your spirit, God can abundantly satisfy. I've had people come to me and say, man, you just, you just believe God can do anything. I said, yeah. Why not? I said, if he can take care of Pharaoh's army and he, he, he can get Jonah out the well, he can get a bird to feed you. Huh? 
I said, man, if he can do all that, my situation ain't nothing. If he can do all that, man, my situation's a cakewalk for him. I'm telling you the Lord can do anything. Bump your neighbor, say it's all in how you finish. So here today, God's going to touch people today. God, God's going God's to heal people today. God, God's going to change lives today. I, I, I'm just such a believer that when we pray, literally, that anything can happen. I'll prove it. Anybody ever been healed in here before? Look around. Anybody ever got a miracle in here before? Look around. Huh? God ever took a situation that you thought was absolutely, it's over. It, it's hopeless. It, I'm sorry, I ain't being negative, but it's just what I can see. It ain't going to happen. And then Jesus says, scoot over. I got that. Scoot over. Give it to me. Every once in a while, he says, if you can let go what's in your hand, I, I can let go what's in my hand. I've said it here before, but I'll say it again. Sometimes God don't do what you want him to do because he ain't for sure he's going to get all the glory when he gets done doing it. I'm for sure to give God the glory. No matter what, God, I give you the glory. I'm putting it in your hands, Lord. So today, nobody will, nobody will call us out. Nobody will embarrass us. But in a few moments, we're going to believe that God's going to touch people in the building. I might do things a little different today. It's all right. Anybody in this building, this, this is going to be truth-telling time. Bump your neighbor, say, tell the truth. You in church. Go on, tell them you in church. <laughs> How many in the building here today, you, you honestly say, there's something going on in my body, my mind, or my spirit that literally I would just like Jesus to take care of it for me. Would you lift your hand? Being honest. Look at that. Hands all across the building. Probably 50, probably 50, 60% of the building here today. We're going to do things a little different this morning. In a few moments, I'm just going to ask you to stand in a few moments, and then I'm going to ask our altar ministers to come. And then every person that lifted your hand, once they get down here, I'm going to ask you to come down. And we're going to repent as a family, and we're going to pray as a family. And we're going to believe that God's going to do whatever it is that we need him to do. You say, and you truly believe the Lord can handle it. I truly believe that. I'm just such a believer that God absolutely can do that. All right? Somebody says, well, what if he don't? I, I don't look at things about what if he don't. I always look at things as what if he does. Or even better than that, when he does. He don't make mistakes. He can do anything. If you're able to stand, would you stand? If you're not able, you're not being mean or rude or disrespectful, but if you're able. Would our altar ministers, would you come help me out? You know who you are. Our altar team, they're coming, coming to help us out here today. Let's just line up across the front as quickly as possible. Thank you so much. Coming here today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You might be next to a friend, a family member, 
a co-worker. You might be next to a guest. They're thinking, man, I want to go pray, but I, I sure don't want to go by myself. I say it all the time here, so welcome to the friendliest church in town. Can I get an amen? So all you got to do is just tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, go pray with me. They'll say, okay, they'll come with you. But if you raised your hand today, saying, you know what, there's something going on that I really feel like the Lord could handle. Or maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you're thinking, boy, I just thought of something the Lord could do for me. You're in luck at this church. He's a God of second chances here. Is that awesome or what? Yeah. For some, he's a God of third chances and fifth chances and 40th chance. I see a 40 over there. (laughs) Might have a couple 50s in here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I see a 50. Yeah. So, you know what? But thank God. But if you want something from him, whether you raised your hand or you didn't, but now you're thinking, you know what, Lord, I'm going to just kind of put this in your hands. I'm asking you to step out and just begin to come down all across the building. And here they come. Let's give them a hand clap of praise while they're coming down all across this building. I'm a believer. 